Hey all, uh, editing Caitlin here, just jumping in before we start our official bonus episode about season three here. Um, just to say that we didn't, we didn't hold back on the spoilers in this episode. I know we usually have like a specific spoiler section at the end of our episodes. We didn't do that here. We talked about the ending. We talked about everything and we forgot to warn you up top. So I'm doing that here. Welcome to this extra special bonus episode of Desire Made Real, a discovery of Witches podcast, where we usually recap every episode of the television show spoiler free. But today we're here to talk about the panel at MC Comic Con and the newly released season three trailer. Woo! Gosh, we've been waiting for what feels like eternity for this trailer to drop. But I feel like it actually hasn't been that long. Like I think season two was this year. But... It feels now, like eternity. Like, what even year is that? We're still in 2020, right? Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> what is time? To be fair, we had most of season two early because they were nice and gave us early access to the episodes. So we watched most of season two in 2020. Oh, that's right. But it that's actually right. came out in 2021. It did. It came out in January, didn't yeah. it? But I remember us trying to record episodes while also like Christmas was happening. Right. Hopefully we'll get to do that again this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll see. I I mean, we had early access last year. I feel like we'll have early access again this year so that we can get things recorded on a good schedule, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they took away our password. So. <laughs> All right. So, let's talk about that trailer. It was a long trailer. It's like two minutes long. It was a good a good amount of trailer. Yeah. Like last year, I feel like we got like a brief teaser before the trailer dropped. And this year, it was just like, boom, you're getting a trailer in three days. And then we got a two minute long trailer. Well, we did, our, we did already get a brief um, trailer at the when season two finished airing. They gave us like a, a little 30 second thing, most of which was also in here. See, and I don't even remember that. That I have was no this year. Of that whatsoever. We talked about it. I'm sure we did. I have no memory of it. I had also completely forgotten that they recast Baldwin, and so uh-huh. I'm watching this trailer. Like, who is that guy? Yeah. And then I remember, like, after the second time through, I was like, Oh, that's Baldwin. I I hadn't forgotten, but when you briefly see her like um, magicy chaining him up. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him because I haven't seen the actor in anything before. And you and he, you see his face so briefly and then suddenly he's covered in chains that I was like, right. what is happening in there? Who is that? Mm-hmm. And, but then when he came on screen later and had like a line, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, I don't know who that is. And then he's like standing in the church um, telling Matthew to stop the rebellion or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's totally Baldwin. Yeah. Um, so definitely some family conflict escalating in season three. It's going to be so hard. Like this actor has basically the worst job, which is to A, do a good job, which I'm sure he will, and B, make us like him as this character when we've already really liked this other dude. Mm -hmm. And 
it's going to be so hard not to always, always just say, man, Tristan was better. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I just, I, I just thought Tristan did, Tristan, what is his last name? Uh, I'm not going to remember. I literally had a cast list in front of me a second ago. Gravel? Whatever. Gravel. Sure. Gravel, maybe. Uh, he just did such a good job with that character and... I, my internal struggle with season three is going to be being nice to the new guy. <laughs> it's yeah, going to be hard. Yeah. He has the right look, though. Like, he has this, like, very ultra smooth, smarmy look to him, which is perfect for Baldwin. I guess. He, he doesn't look... Hmm. So I've always enjoyed Baldwin as a character. I think he's very, very interesting and has... Sorry like really deep very like even more so than Matthew very morally gray depths and mm-hmm. I've always really wanted a book from his about him from from Deborah Harkness like even more so than Galaglass because Galaglass is great but and fun and wonderful but I, I think what we saw was what we got pretty much with Galaglass yes um I could be wrong about that you never know and this actor is just not who I would picture as the lead in like an adventure fantasy romance novel, if that makes any sense. So that's why I personally prefer Tristan Gravel as as um, Baldwin. Baldwin, jeez, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think we'll see. I think we'll see how it goes, but I I expect him to win us over um, as a character that we love to hate. That's, that's fair. And like I said, I'm sure he's a great actor and will do a good job. Nothing against the actor. He is, it must have been so hard to say yes to taking over a role like that. So, mm-hmm. and intimidating. And so I, I don't want, I mean, he's not listening to us. It doesn't matter what I say, but you know. Now we saw a lot of Peter Knox. Yes. And I'm just ready to be done with Peter Knox. Can we just like punch him in the face and make okay. him go away now? So this, this is a good segue. I asked on Twitter for some people to, like, I told Twitter that we were recording this and if there's anything they wanted us to talk about. And, oh, this will be fun for me to say, at Lotke Ness Monster on Twitter, which is a great, great Twitter handle, uh, asked <laughs> us um, how we feel about the show ending and top three scenes you really want to see brought to life. And one of my top three, because I read this yesterday and thought about it, is... Of bringing down Peter fucking Knox and wiping that smarmy goddamn look off of his face. Right? I yes. I don't care. I mean, I do. I want it to be Diana, obviously. And I want it to be like a you-know-you-failed moment for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate him so much. I think I hate him more than Benjamin. Because Benjamin at least has some tragedy about him. Peter Knox is just a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's one of my my other top three is uh, the reunion with Jack, who we got none of in this trailer. Basically, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't recall seeing anything that could possibly be Jack. Yeah, and I'm not I, I'm not particularly married to the way they did it in the book. I just I just want to see it. I, yeah. I you know I want them back together. And um, then the like the final scene in the book, I think, or almost the final scene, is Matthew and Diana dancing at Septur, mm. and. I really appreciate it if they gave us that as a final scene. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. 
I am very much looking forward to the New Orleans scenes, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. after hearing Edward Blumel talk about the sets Yep, and the panel. Given the challenges of COVID, they couldn't go film on location, so they had to build them. And apparently, you really felt like you were transported to New Orleans. And I'm like, I want to see it. I think it's going to be great fun. I think, I mean, I think obviously with, with we've seen them do Elizabethan London in Cardiff, right? Or near Cardiff, yeah. I guess. Um, so they have great set builders. They have, they know what they're doing with that. But on mm-hmm. the on the flip side of that, uh, there's also like the house in Madison that they built in, in England somewhere or in the UK, probably still in Wales, that for me just did not look at all like it was in North America. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that they could do one thing extremely, extremely well. And then, although the first season had a completely different budget and possibly a completely different crew doing the set, so who knows? It'll be... Right. I, I am also interested to see it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, because you, you already, you touched on Jack. Jack's mm-hmm. going to be the big one. And I am looking forward to seeing Gallo Glass and Diane, Diana reunited. Yes. I want to see how that's going to play out. And I want to know if they're going to change it from the book. Mm-hmm. Um. Because they didn't give us any of that in the show in season two. I think there was maybe a brief look on Galaglass's face. Like, it was all internal for him. So Right. There, it was nothing explicit. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with those two in season three. And, of course, I'm really looking forward to meeting Chris. Yes. Yes. That's a good one too. Uh, I should we should we should have said this at the top of the episode. Full spoilers. I'm I'm holding nothing back. I'm trying to, but it's hard. Nah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, maybe you can go back and uh, when you edit this one together, you can put a little a little spoiler warning at the top. A little yeah, yeah spoiler warning at the I'll, top. Yeah, I'll do that. So, but I think I mean I I'm excited. That's, I mean, that's really all I can say is I am excited to see this. I am sad that it's going to end, but they're, the material ends, right? Yeah. There are three books. I mean, yes, I know we get Times Convert, but that's not Diana and Matthew's story, and this is Diana's story. Yeah. And it has a clear ending, and so I love that we got the whole story from beginning to end, you know, and I feel like... They've done a really good job of honoring that story and honoring Deborah Harkness's words. And I just can't imagine that they're not going to continue to do that through season three. Yes, I am incredibly thankful that it wasn't canceled or like postponed for two years or anything like that. Right. So that's that's really great. And, you know, from the the, the panel at MCM, when they were talking about uh, all the safety precautions that they did when they were recording, it doesn't... It doesn't fill me with guilt, you know, because a, right. a lot of time when I watch a show or something that was filmed during COVID, I'm just like, oh, God, I feel like I'm supporting something that shouldn't have happened. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, but they 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 were clear that they it was safety first. Like the art was important. That's why they were doing it. But it wasn't more important than the lives of the cast and the crew. And so they took precautions to make sure you know, testing and masks and making sure people had breaks. I think Teresa said that Lachlan made sure that, like, they got a five-minute break every hour so everybody could go outside and just take their masks off. Yeah. Right? So that they didn't have to just be stifled and uncomfortable all the time. And hearing them talk about those things is sobering because part of you is like, wow, like, 
they went through a lot of crap to bring this entertainment to me. Mm-hmm. But that makes me appreciate the entertainment a little bit more. Yes. I can't believe they did that, like, pre-vaccines. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. The The world is just a different place right now, but I am immensely thankful for artists who are committed to their art and to their fans while and are willing to just be uncomfortable and be safe while doing it and it's it's fantastic and it's just another great reason to love sky yeah yeah and um and bad wolf yeah absolutely um yeah, so because of COVID, they didn't get to travel abroad at all like they did in, mm-hmm. in previous seasons. So everything ended up being in Cardiff. I love that they were talking about in the panel that Hubbard's office is actually the corporate offices of Bad Wolf. Yeah, that's good. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And and I think my – I don't know if it happened on your end, but on my end, the audio went kind of wonky for a bit. But I'm pretty sure uh, Teresa and S- Stephen McCree, Galaglass, were talking about like they were on a boat – in quote unquote Prague, but it was just mm-hmm. like green screen there. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I hope I hope the special effects are better than season one. But I mean, season two was pretty good. So yeah, no, I think they they set that bar really high in season two, and yeah. I think that they will. I think they'll meet it. I I super duper hope so. So I my favorite part of the panel. Mm-hmm. Was Stephen Cree joking about a spinoff? Yes, of Gallo Glass and Hubbard being buddy detectives. I didn't oh know. Oh my gosh! I wanted them to hang out, but apparently that I want that more than anything now. Right? Yes, that was immediately. That was the first thing I thought was I need that in my life. Yes. <laughs> and, and Paul said I have a name for it: Hubbard's cupboards. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. But you know what? I'm here for it. Yes, that was. That was so good. And when um, uh, Tanya Moody was talking about Tanya Moody, Tanya Moody, shit, I literally just heard her name said, whatever. I think it was Tanya. Okay, Tanya Moody. When uh, Tanya Moody was just like, a show about demons. We want more demons. And I was like, yes, I want that too. I would love. Oh, I would totally be here for Agatha, Nate, and Sophie. Yes. Or even uh, if, if Deborah Harkness wanted to write a new book, but focusing on demons instead of the witches and vampires and really like delving into mm-hmm. where they stand in the world and what's up with them. That would be so cool. Yes. I think we're just here for anything that Deborah Harkness would be willing to write. That's fair. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, one of the notes that I wrote down is why is everyone so attractive about the panel? Yeah. Because at one point when we went from like Adele to Tanya and – they why why are they so pretty right even just sitting in their houses like just chilling yeah that's not fair tanya moody's glasses yes her hair her shirt yes everything all amazing i love edward and yes jacob i would say jacob but edward pronounces it jacob so i don't actually know the pronunciation of his name just call him benjamin it's fine They apparently live together. They've been best friends for forever. And having them, like, together in the Zoom was awesome. That was fun. It is so odd to see Marcus and Benjamin being friends. Right? But, you know, that's – it's cool. I'm sure – Yeah. I'm sure other people liked that, too. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. I will say I thought last year's panel was better than this one. 
Because they were all in the same room and like jokey jokey with each other. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Um, because they tried, like Adele tried to be jokey jokey here, but I think they were having technical difficulties because you know talking over each other in a Zoom is different than when you get that those nonverbal cues. Yeah, it was the most stereotypical Zoom call with more than two people. You know, it really was. You, know, this person's got a dog. This person's got a baby. Yeah. <laughs> there were times when like Teresa was talking with her both hands and you couldn't see the baby anywhere and I was like, What did you do with the baby, Teresa? <laughs> Where's the baby? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm glad we watched the panel. I don't feel like we got as much information out of this panel as we did last year's panel. I feel like there's um, a lot of information if you have not read the books. Maybe, maybe. Um, but last year they took specific, like questions from Twitter and stuff. Yeah, and so they were questions that fans wanted to know, and they didn't do that this year. These were very specific, like interviewee questions. Like, That's true. Did you really think that it was intense? And what was it like filming the end of the season? And you know, it was. I don't know. It it felt less interactive, even though last year it wasn't actually interactive. No, I, it felt I, I, more interactive. Yeah. I know exactly I, what I you mean. Yeah. We didn't get to hear about, like, the most ridiculous day on set or anything like that. Right. And, like, how dirty and sexy it was and yeah. all of that. It just – it felt much more structured, I think. And I think I want my panels to be slightly less structured. Like, I want – I want it to be more organic. Yeah. I guess structure is what happens when a higher up in the company is who's interviewing you. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But it was still awesome, though, because this week is the first discovery of which is stuff that we've gotten in 10 months. This is true. Yes. Yes. Um, so that was nice. Uh, something that I did just want to touch on when we were talking about all the COVID stuff that they did. Um, it does. It meant that we only get seven episodes because they used a bunch of their budget for the safety stuff and the building mm -hmm. of sets and that sort of thing. And I just don't know how they're going to do seven episodes. I mean, I guess the seven episodes aren't relegated to being 45 minutes as like uh, if they were airing on <laughs> television. Yeah, they'll probably be like closer to like an hour. Yeah, because but... some of season two was like over an hour. Pretty sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, I mean, he did touch on it. Lachlan, the executive producer, touched on it and said, you know, they had to figure out how to further condense the story. But he felt confident that they did so successfully. So we'll see. I mean, the executive producer isn't going to say anything else. Like, everybody. Of course. We screwed up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Would, but I mean, that would have been an interesting panel, though. Right. I think there are a lot of threads that they've already like that they didn't touch on through book one and two. So there's already material that they could have taken out. That's true. Um, so we'll see, we'll see kind of where, where it goes. Like I am like, I don't think they're going to do the ghost, but I wish they would. I don't think they're going to do the ghosts either because they haven't done a single ghost basically. Right. But yeah. I do hope that there's like a letter from Philippe. Cause I think there was a letter in the book. Okay. Like yeah. when he, it, like um he left some stuff for Diana when she became part of the family and there was a letter with it. I'm 
Yeah. If I so I, I think the main thing is Philippe and Emily were still a large part of the third book. And I hope they find a way to do that, even if it's not we're seeing their ghosts watch Diana and Matthew just go about their lives, right? That's like, true. I'm sure they found a way to do it. I just don't know how they will have. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Emily's loss will still will be a big presence. And I'm glad we're getting a funeral because we didn't get that in the book. And it, it felt yeah. very like like the reader, the reader especially, but the characters also just never got any closure. But the reader especially because we didn't even see it happen in the book. Like they came back from the past and Emily was just dead. And it was like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. And it sounds like the way they've done it in the show is it's it's much closer to the time that Diana and Matthew come back. So it like kind of happens together. Yeah. And so it's not like they all get to grieve together instead of having Sarah and everybody has already kind of dealt with it. And now it's fresh for Diana. It's going to be fresh for everybody, including us. Yeah. I like that a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Although Diana's funeral outfit looked weird. A lot of Diana's outfits looked weird in the trailer. I I loved her outfit at the end because I'm assuming, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that that's going to be the outfit she wears for when she joins the congregation. And I love that it's kind of a mix of modern and Elizabethan, which is sort of what has happened to Diana as a character. And it's not something I would ever want to walk down the street at. Oh, maybe. Oh, it's really nice. (laughs) Anyways... But I, I love that they did that to show that character of mm-hmm. that characterness. I don't know how to whatever. And it's also just a way to once again show off that they have this amazing costuming department who are not yes. going to get to work the way that they did in season two. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things about the season three trailer is that because so much of it takes place at Sator, mm-hmm. like it's it's easy to forget that they're not in the past. Yes. Except then you see their clothes, right? You see Lindsay Duncan looking beautiful as ever. Mm-hmm. And you see Matthew in just like a regular crew collared sweater. <laughs> and then like, wait, like what? the shots of the lab and people in lab coats and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be right. interesting. But then you get that final shot of Diana. I'm ready. And she's in that dress. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, we don't see the bottom of it. I'm unsure that it is a dress because I was picturing like the jacket that she's wearing to be more like a suit jacket and then she's wearing pants. Mm, maybe because it could be like the outfit. One of our favorite outfits from season two was the one where she was wearing the pants, but she was wearing that nice top that went with the dress, but she wore yes. it with the pants. Yes. So maybe they did something like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. I never thought we would become a Discovery of Witches fashion podcast, but right here we are. Yeah. I do miss scruffy Elizabethan Matthew, but modern day Matthew is nice also, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We didn't see Phoebe or Miriam in the trailer. No Phoebe? I thought there was a brief bit of Phoebe, uh, Phoebe or, and Marcus. Or if... If they were there, it wasn't in a speaking part. It would have just been right, like yes. in the background. Yes. Yeah. Although we did see Satu talking to Benjamin, which I am right. fairly certain never happened in the book. Okay. I was going to bring that up, but then I was like, I've. it's been so long since I've read these books. And, you know, we've had some listeners be frustrated that I don't remember. <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, I don't think that happened in the book. Okay. So... While we're talking about this, let's just say, if 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 we don't get the episodes early, 
I will, I'm fairly confident I can reread the book before it starts. But if we get them like beginning of December, like we did last year, no way. I don't have time for that. Mm. Yeah. I may just skip ahead to book three. Yeah. Like, because we, ha- I have to rewatch the first and second season because this is a podcast about the shows, not, not right. the books. Yeah. So that I can do, obviously. That'll be easy. I'll just play Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think unlikely that i'm gonna have time for anything other than a flip through of the book of life which sucks but i did already read them this year technically it was just in january yeah no it's been a couple years for me since i've reread them um so i think i think to close out the show like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to definitely reread them before we start um season three Um, so that will be a goal of mine is to get that done for sure But Uh, I am definitely curious about what Satu and Benjamin could be talking about, especially given the direction that Satu's character takes in the third book. I'm very, because we have so much more of Satu in the show, I'm very interested to see what they do with her character. Yeah. Like if they kind of do redeem her a bit more or because in the book she votes with Diana, but only because Diana basically blackmails her. Yeah, that's true. So, and I'd really like to see it more that they sort of come to an appreciation of each other, if not an actual liking because of, you know, the torture. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm interested yeah. to see those two interact again at the very least. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Have we exhausted the panel and the trailer? I feel like I could keep talking forever. But... Oh, we have, we have some more questions. Sorry. Okay. At Jane Andrew 60 I... I guess I tweeted anything you want us to talk about in particular. And she said, Matthew, 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 the elusive legend. And he wasn't on the panel, so we didn't get much from him. Yeah. I'm really hoping that they find a way to put a cape on him in modern day <laughs> times. That would be interesting. I, again, along with Diana, I'm obviously interested to see his re- uh, reunion with Jack and how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, which new character that was cast for this season are you excited to see the most? And that was from at Book Nerd Girl 101. That's a great question that I don't have an answer to because I'm excited about everybody. There's a lot of new people coming in in season three as Matthew and Diana try to build kind of their own congregation-esque type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we're going to get to meet some some new people. And I think that's going to be exciting, like all the way around. I'm excited to see Chris mm-hmm. and get back to more sciencey stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see like Chris and Matthew working together. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope they give us that. That'll be fun. I'm Again, I, I know I talked about this a lot earlier, but I'm interested to see how the new Baldwin goes, what that's like. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was more witches. Fernando, yes. I, yes, Fernando. But now I think we're just listing all the new characters. Yeah, I think we kind of are. I mean, I'm excited to see everybody. Like, there's not a character who is incidental. Yes. Uh, And we get, uh, what's his face? Marcus's children, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember his name. So that'll be interesting. I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm. It's always interesting when, like, at the final arc of a story, you get all these new characters. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, I've said this word a million times now, but interested to see right. how they go about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be. I just want it now. I don't want to <laughs> wait. Now having images of Veruca Salt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's coming in January. Do we have a specific date or do we just No, everything just says January 2022. Except hopefully for us, it's December 2021. <laughs> right. We'll see. I'll, like, we'll see. For logistic reasons as well as Caitlin's impatient. <laughs> right. Um, but mostly because Caitlin's impatient and wants it now. Sit there and binge them. Actually, what they'll probably do if it's anything like last year is we'll get like the first four episodes, maybe five, and then we'll have to wait to get the last two. Why must you hurt me in this way? <laughs> because I'm just trying to manage expectations. Are you sad that it's ending? Um, yes and no. Okay. You know, it, you know, my answer for this is very similar to what Teresa Palmer's answer was when mm-hmm. they asked her in the panel, mm-hmm. you know, because she talked about how... Diane, she she went with Diana through this story from Diana just, you know, trying to pass as human at the beginning to where she ends up at the end. And so she feels like she's run the course of that arc and it's a great place to leave Diana. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. But at the same time, like, I'm so invested in these characters that they're like family to me. And so saying goodbye to them is painful. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I can always go back to the books. That's true. I mean, I can always go back and rewatch the show, too. Um, but it is it is painful to say goodbye and to know that we're not going to get new material. On TV, anyways, yes. I do think Deborah yes. Agnes is writing more books. Um, I'm kind of the same. I love that they got to tell a full and complete story. I enjoy when TV gets that as opposed to mm-hmm. just going on and on forever. And I think, like, I, even if there are more books, I don't think that they would really work as well. Just not even because they're about different characters, but because I think they're more character studies and less plot, while mm-hmm. these three books have a good overarching plot. Right. Like, Time's Convert is just, it's Marcus's story. Like, we find out about his past and yeah. who and he we- is and why Phoebe is working so hard to stay in his life, right? Mm-hmm. It, But it's not an action story. It's not... The world is ending and we've got to save it. And we get like a nice Diana and Matthew epilogue kind of throughout the book, which whenever yeah. I reread it, that's pretty much, I just read those chapters. Oh. <laughs> Not that I don't like, I love Marcus and Phoebe, but yeah, whenever, I don't know, you get like little sum ups in those chapters of what's going on with them. So it's fine. I love seeing the twins in those yes. chapters. Yes. Like a lot, a lot, and, a lot. And Jack and... How they're like a family and how they're still just like, let's pick a house and move there. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm assuming that season three has cut down on the let's move into this house and then let's move into this house and then let's move into this house. Oh, I'm sure. Because even in the book, that got old real fast. Well, and there's no way they could cover seven episodes filmed during COVID when they couldn't travel and had to build every set. There's no way they did that. Yeah. So, like, I'm not even sure they're. I, well, they can't spend the whole season at Sator. They're going to have to go back to London. Yeah, but... they, ha- they have to. Well, well, no, they have to go to Oxford because that's where the book okay, is. I'm, I'm a crazy American and London and Oxford are the same thing to me. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I know. I know they're not. I know they're not. Okay. I know they're not. <sighs> I guess you they're meant gonna... England. Yes, yes. As opposed yes, to France. France. Yes. Yes. They're going to have to go back to England. 
I am geographically challenged, okay? I remember a part that we completely cut out of our season two discussion where we both proved how geographically challenged we were. So <laughs> that's something that nobody will ever hear. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have a few more months to go. Yes. Um, as a bit of a segue, I suppose I will say I would be more sad about it ending if you and I weren't already doing another podcast. Right. That is true, but we have no idea when we're going to be able to do that because while we know there is going to be a season two of Shadow and Bone, we don't know anything else about it yet. That's very true. But while you're waiting for our season two coverage, or season, geez, for our season three coverage of Desire Made Real, if you haven't checked out our Shadow and Bone podcast, Enter the Fold, you can do that. All right, so we would love to know what you all think of the trailer. Tweet at us at Desire Made Real. I'm Caitlin, and you can find me on Twitter at Inferior Caitlin. And I am Mandy Kay, and you can find this show and all of the other eloquent and all of the other eloquent gushing shows at eloquentgushing.com. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. And it would be really awesome if you guys would follow me on TikTok. I am on TikTok at Mandy KVO. I am trying to get to 1,000 followers so I can go live on TikTok and do podcasty things. Um, but they don't let you do that until you have 1,000 followers. So do I follow, follow you? me? I don't know. Do you? I have no idea. I guess I'll check out You should go follow this. me. <laughs> um, I am doing a really cool new thing on there right now, um, starting today, actually. Um, I'm going to be recapping the brand new Hallmark channel. Christmas movies, holiday movies, um, but doing it under the TikTok time limit. So minute movies and mistletoe, it's going to be great. So go check it out. That sounds fun. And we will be back soon when season three starts. Yay. Unless we get another trailer or something, then we might be back before that. We don't know what's happening right now. Everything's up in the air. But we will be back one day. But until we meet again, remember that with every ending, there's a new beginning. Thank you.